Hello and welcome to the first podcast from the Scottish Illegal Money Lending Unit. We're going to discuss how the team can support people who have borrowed from an illegal lender and how they raise awareness of the issues that borrowing from a loan shark can cause. We're joined by the unit's Principal Investigator and Partnership and Support Officer who will now introduce themselves and tell us a bit about what they do. Hi, my name is George. I'm the Principal Investigator with the Scottish Illegal Money Lending Unit and I've been a part of the unit since it began in August 2004. I started as an investigator with the original project, hosted by Glasgow City Council and funded by the UK Westminster Government, and I've been part of the unit ever since. Initially, the team was set up as a pilot project to establish the scale of unlicensed lending in the UK and to test how effective a dedicated resource addressing these issues could be. Our experiences and corresponding research carried out in 2006 identified a need for a fully resourced team dedicated to investigating unlicensed lenders and with the aim of using prosecution as a deterrent to prevent this activity. The regional team developed then as a result of further research in 2010 merged with other government funded projects around about 2012. During this time we took on a wider remit not only to investigate and prosecute unlicensed lenders, but also to support the victims of these lenders. The merger provided an opportunity for me to become the project manager. The unit subsequently became part of Trading Standards Scotland, hosted by COSLA, and I became the principal investigator with the Scottish Illegal Money Lending Unit. In 2014, a change in the consumer credit landscape led to a move to a new authorisation regime overseen by the Financial Conduct Authority, and this led to the unit gaining funding from the UK Treasury. I've seen many changes in the 16 years that I've been part of the unit. However, the constant challenge for me remains the task of creating an environment where victims of unauthorised lenders, often referred to as loan sharks, feel comfortable to report their problems and they feel confident that there's a support there to help them. My name is John Pollock and I'm the Partnership Support Officer with the Scottish Illegal Money Lending Unit. My role, primarily, is to provide support to victims of illegal money lenders but I also work to increase the awareness of the work of the team and the issues relating to illegal money lending in our communities across all of Scotland. To do this, we need to work closely with partners. And one of the main parts of my role is to work with partners to increase their understanding through training and advice directly to them. Thanks, George and John. George, I wonder if you could give us a quick overview of the work of the Scottish Illegal Money Lending Unit. The unit was set up in 2004. The then Labour government were concerned by the increasing level of debt in British society and research had highlighted that this debt could not be accounted for by the debt book of the legitimate lenders that were at that time licensed by the Office of Fair Trade. The project was initially set up to establish the scale of unlicensed or illegal lending and to measure the impact a properly resourced team could have on this problem area. Licensing for consumer credit activity was covered by the Consumer Credit Act 1974 and it was the responsibility of trade and standards teams within local authorities to enforce legislation in this area. Initially funded for a period of 18 months, local authorities were invited to bid to host the project. Glasgow City Council were successful in their bid and recruited a team of investigators with a background in law enforcement and from finance with the aim of establishing the scale of the problem of unlicensed lending and to develop a means of prosecuting unlicensed lenders to act as a deterrent to this activity. 
To test the differences in legal systems across the UK, two project teams were established, one in Scotland and one in England. Birmingham City Council set up a similar team for England. The role of the teams developed from our initial scoping of the issues involved to its current remit to investigate instances of unauthorised lending and to support the victims of illegal lenders. The team has two broad functions of investigation and support, both linked by a prevention strategy. The team relies on information coming in to allow us to progress investigations. We provide a 24 hour a day, 365 days a year helpline for victims, relatives and external partners to call on 0800 074 0878. This is not a call centre and callers will get to speak directly to a member of the team. We also have a page on the Trade and Standards website with a form for online reporting. We receive information on unauthorised lenders from two main streams. Firstly, from members of the public either directly affected by unauthorised lenders or concerned for relatives or friends affected by them. And secondly, through liaison with a wide variety of partners across many agencies, including debt advice, health and the police. The investigators are then responsible for examining the information, identifying the unauthorised lender and reporting offences to Procurator Fiscal for consideration of a prosecution. As a specialist reporting agency responsible for reporting directly to Crown Office, the team have to gather all the relevant evidence and present a case for the Procurator Fiscal to decide on prosecution. Informing this case, investigators will use a variety of statutory powers to gather evidence. This can include surveillance and the use of search warrants to gather evidence direct from unauthorised lenders. Witness statements form a significant part of the evidence required and this can prove challenging when the victims of lenders are suffering fear or intimidation and are uncomfortable participating in a court case. This is an area of challenge for the team and providing an appropriate level of support is important to us. Often the initial information comes from an anonymous source and new witnesses are then identified during the investigation. As part of our support process, their details are passed to our partnership support officer. The partnership support officer's role is pivotal to the success of the team and it's twofold. It provides a resource for partners to ask questions about lenders in their area and is a portal to provide information to the team. Relationships with partners are developed to assist with providing information about the unauthorised lenders. Through this role we can offer training to organisations that may have victims of money lenders within their client base and we can provide details of the information we need that will help in identifying unauthorised lenders. This role is also where our direct support of victims comes from. During the course of an investigation, we can provide direct assistance to victims to allow them to provide information and access the relevant support that they need, with the ultimate aim of enabling them to gain this support directly from the relevant support agencies in their communities. Often the role acts as a signposting service, but it is centred on the needs of the individual. Ultimately, the best solution in dealing with unauthorised lenders is never to get involved with them, and this is tied together both by the investigative team and the partnership support officer in our prevention work. The team utilises all available social media platforms as well as partner agency resources to spread their message about the real costs of dealing with unauthorised lenders in an attempt to raise awareness of the issues and harm that unauthorised lenders can cause. I'm sure there is much more that would be of interest, but that hopefully provides a broad flavour of the work of the unit. Thanks, George. That's given us a really good overview of how the team works. So could you tell us how the loan sharks themselves usually operate? My experience of the picture in Scotland is significantly different from the rest of the UK. Elsewhere in the UK, 
unlicensed lenders are a mix of community-based lenders, businesses that operate in a business manner but have not applied for an authorisation, and an element of organised criminals. In Scotland, previous research into unauthorised lending and anecdotal evidence point to the Scottish picture being primarily community-based. Historically, this type of community lending took place in areas with heavy industries such as shipyards, coal mining and the steelworks. In a society very different from today's, the majority of households had a husband as a sole earner and a wife running the household. Often pay was weekly in cash and on a Friday. The husband would give the wife an amount to run the household and keep the rest. By the middle of the week, the family income would be exhausted and the wife would need to find more cash for food and essentials. Sometimes the solution was to pawn items of value, but more often there would be another family in the community that were known to offer small loans for a fee to be paid at the next payday. This lending was often carried out by another female. On the next payday, members of the lender's family would meet the husbands at the factory and recover what was owed, and so the cycle would repeat. With the demise of heavy industry in Scotland, an increase in unemployment, and with the change in the makeup of family units, much has changed. However, the learned habits of family finance remain stubbornly similar and for many, the pattern of pay or benefits, borrow, repay and repeat continue. The lenders are often well known within a community and often relate back to the families involved in the historic lending. The lending often starts out when someone has a crisis, which could be anything from an unexpected bill to the breakdown of a household appliance or even a relationship. To the borrower, it can often appear as someone Doing a favour to help out, there is often what appears to be a modest chance to help, such as £2.50 for every £10 borrowed. It's declared and it's up front and can at the outset appear manageable, but there's often a hidden element to the whole sum borrowed. Often it has to be repaid in one lump sum before the debt's clear. The reality then becomes a cycle of just paying interest with no real prospect of paying off the debt. This level of repayment can often last for years until it comes to another crisis, with either a failure to make a payment or a challenge to repay some made-up penalty. For the borrower, there's often no idea how much has been paid back or is still outstanding, and for the lender, there is no real record of how much has been paid back, but simply an intention to turn their customers into a regular weekly income. When payments are missed or unfair penalties are applied, this is where the malignant element of this illegal lending becomes apparent, and threats of violence, seizing of property from victims, or even enticement into criminality come to the fore. This is often the point that brings a victim to the attention of debt advice or one of the third sector organisations, and it's common for this illegal debt to be hidden from official sources of help, as the victims are well aware that no one can reschedule a repayment plan with their loan shark. When dealing with debt advisors, the illegal debt will often be hidden in the household budget as a payment for ante or some other plausible reason. This is the reality of illegal lending in Scotland. It was interesting to hear you talking there about historical community-based money lending, as new statistics have shown that in the first half of 2020, one in five victims met their lender on social media, and that loan sharks are increasingly using platforms like Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat to advertise their illegal loans and target potential victims. So if somebody needs a quick loan, how can they make sure that the lender is genuine? 
The first answer is to check to see if they are authorised to lend money. It's a requirement that a business is registered with the Financial Conduct Authority. If you know the business name, then you can check the Financial Services Register online at register.fca.org.uk forward slash s forward slash. We also have help and advice on the Trading Standards Scotland website at tsscot.co.uk under the Illegal Money Lending Unit tab. However, it's probably easier to spot an unauthorised lender by the things that they do that authorised lenders would not do. If you can answer yes to one or more of the questions, then it's possible you're borrowing from an illegal money lender. Consider the following. Did they offer you a cash loan? Did they provide you with any paperwork? Have they added huge amounts of interest or APR to your loan? Did you change the terms of the loan without warning? Have they threatened you? Have they taken your bank or post office card, passport, watch or any other valuables from you? All of the above activities would suggest that you're not dealing with an authorised lender. To be authorised by the FCA, businesses have to prove that they are suitable to be involved in any credit-related activity and they have to undertake to comply with FCA rulebook for the regulated activity that they are part of. This ensures that anyone who borrows from an authorised lender is treated fairly, is protected in law and can make appropriate arrangements if they get into financial difficulty. The process is designed to protect both the business and the customer. Unauthorised lenders do not have to worry about the rules and customers have no protection, other than the fact that the unauthorised debt is unenforceable in law. Unauthorised lenders may turn to illegal means to recover a debt. Our partnership support officer has a wealth of experience in supporting victims of illegal lenders and may wish to add to this. When you borrow from a legal lender such as a bank or a credit union, you have options open to you if you get some payment difficulties. You don't have these options if you borrow from an illegal lender. So, for example, if you have got yourself into repayment difficulties, you can make an appointment with a local debt advisor. Debt advice can be provided from your local council, your local citizen advice bureau, and there are some national organisations who can also provide help. Details of which are available from our website. So when you visit the debt advisor, they will lay out the options that are open for you. For some people, it will be a case of sitting down, creating a budget, sticking to it, and that will enable them to have enough disposable income to make the repayments that are due. For some people, they're a bit more of a, a financial difficulty. So the debt advisor will go to the debtors, the legal debtors, on behalf of them and, and trying to negotiate some repayment plans. And in some circumstances, they will recommend that the borrower accesses the debt arrangement scheme, which is available to, to people in Scotland. And in some extreme circumstances, they will advise bankruptcy or sequestration. But an illegal lender doesn't care about that. They don't care about what difficulties you're having making repayments. All they care about is getting the money they think they're due. They will put pressure upon you. They will use threats and intimidation to make sure that you make repayments. And they don't care about the impact that has on your life or the life of your friends and family. Like I say, all they care about is getting their money back. So John, what advice would you give to somebody who's worried that a friend or family member is currently in debt to a loan shark and struggling with repayments? Or to somebody who works with vulnerable people and might suspect that one of their clients may have borrowed from an illegal lender? If you're worried about 
someone you know, whether that's a, a family member, a friend, a colleague or a client that has borrowed money from a loan shark, my advice would be to try and talk to them about it. For many victims, they, they don't feel like they can talk to someone about it. And that only makes the problems worse. Money in Scotland is still a taboo subject for a lot of people, especially around about illegal money lending. A lot of people are ashamed of the fact that they've had to borrow in the first place. For some people, they're just so scared. They're scared of, of what the loan shark might do to them because they've been threatened and intimidated into believing that the loan shark will do something to them or to their family member. And for a lot of people, they're actually just worried that they've done something wrong. Many of our victims, when when they first come forward, they're scared that they're the one that have committed some sort of crime. They haven't. The fact is that it is not illegal to borrow money from a loan shark. It is illegal for a loan shark to lend you money. That's the be-all and end-all on this. They have not done anything wrong. So I think sometimes just letting the person know that you're there for them, that you care, that can make a big difference to their mental health because their mental health will be suffering throughout this process. Their mental health will, will deteriorate because, as previously mentioned, about the threats and intimidation, the fear, the embarrassment of it all. And I think, let's say, just being there for someone will make a big, big difference. Most illegal money lenders won't leave the victim alone. If they think they can get more money out of them, they'll keep coming back, back and back. They won't just say, oh, well, yeah, that's you paid off your loan. Now you can move on. No, they'll keep coming back and back. And we've seen examples where people have made lump sum payments, have borrowed money from friends and family to go and pay thousands of pounds off. And the loan shark says, yeah, that's it. Loan's paid. And then the next week they come back and say, no, we've decided now that we've, we we miscounted and you still owe us another £1,000. That's unfortunately a regular occurrence. So the only way really and the best way to get a loan shark out of your life is to report them to us. And for someone to come forward and report, that's a big step. I think in Scotland we still go with the mentality of I'm no a grass, so I'm not... I'm not going to tell on someone else. But the reality is, these are serious criminals that are taking advantage of people's circumstances. So people are not doing anything wrong by picking up the phone or going online and reporting these loan sharks. But as I say, it's a big first step and that individual will require support. So I think in a lot of ways, it's big for them to do that. And I think to have someone by their side when doing it would make a huge, huge difference. I think it'd be good for you as well as the friend or the colleague or the professional worker who's working with the individual who's borrowed money to know that you've done everything you can to support them and that what the support you're providing is making a major difference to them. So just being by their side, just being there does make a huge difference. And we've heard that firsthand, the amount of victims when they phoned up and all my friends with me, when they go for advice to a debt advice agency, they take a friend along with them when we go and speak to them to give them advice and, and get more information, we always try to encourage to have someone with them if they want that, because that can make a huge difference. And yeah, that would be my my biggest piece of advice is just be there for them, support them whatever way you can, because it does and it will make a big difference. Thanks, John. I'm sure that'll be really reassuring to anyone who's worried about someone that they know. 
So if somebody is in a financial crisis themselves and they feel that they've got no other option but to turn to a loan shark, what can they do? For some people, it will feel like they don't have an alternative access credit when a financial crisis strikes. For many people, a loan shark will seem like the easy option. For many, it will be the only option. It's quick. It's easy. There are no paperwork. There are no credit checks. And the person seems like they're nice. You've got friends and family that are borrowed from them. None of them have ever complained to you about how they treat them. So, yeah, it seems like the easy option. But all that changes when you miss a payment, you're late with a payment, or you ask to give a bit less this week because you've had issues with your benefits or you're short of cash. That's when they turn into a nasty piece of work. That's when they really start putting threats and intimidation on you to make sure that they get what they think they deserve from you. All they care about is their money. They don't care about you. They don't care about the consequences, as already discussed. But what we found is that many of the victims end up in far worse financial circumstances than they did at the start. And the reason for this is that the vast majority will prioritise paying the loan shark first rather than paying their legal debts. They will prioritise the loan shark over their rent, over their gas and electricity, over putting food on the table and other such legal debts. This obviously leads to potential eviction, potential issues with gas and electricity, and obviously people going hungry and also their family going hungry if they have family. But there are actually alternatives out there. There are ethical lenders like credit unions, community banks and community development finance institutions. There's also Scottish Welfare Fund and crisis grants that are available from your local council. These can be accessed in person, online or via telephone. Credit unions and community banks are there to represent their members and the local communities. They're not there to make profit. They're not there to sell you something. They're there to support their members and, and the communities. Community development finance institutions such as Scott Cash and Conduit Scotland are very similar. They're not there to sell you a product. They're there to serve their clients. They're there to support you. They won't give you a loan if that's not what you need. And for some people, they may not actually require to access credit. It may be they just need to create a budget and stick to it. Once they have a budget, they, they can find they have quite a lot of disposable income that will help them get through the financial crisis. And help can be got to create a budget. There are online options for people, but many local authorities will do that and help them for that through their death advice teams. Many citizen advice bureaus will do the same and provide a similar sort of service. And these options are all better than going to a loan shark. The worst thing someone can do is to go and use a loan shark. It will lead to long-term damage. This long-term damage can be absolutely devastating, not only to the borrowers, but to their family, to their friends and to their communities. Because people will have to keep paying back far more than they actually have borrowed. A loan shark will continually come back for more and more money, no matter how much you've paid. If they think they can, they're entitled to it and they can get it from you, they will keep doing it. 
I think it would also be interesting, John, to know a bit more about what happens after the team has helped someone move away from using a loan shark. Do you have any examples of cases where you've provided longer term support to victims? There was one case in particular where we provided key support to two victims. This included dealing with some initial benefit related issues and an animal welfare issue. We also supported them through the legal process, including taking them to some of the meetings that they had regarding the case. At the very beginning, we sat down with both individuals to discuss their future options. One of the individuals indicated that they were quite happy with their current living arrangements and did not want any further support. The other individual indicated that their, their dream was to work. They had never had a job in their life and had left school at a very young age without the ability to write or count. The opportunity to go to some adult learning presented itself and in conjunction with the local authority, we identified a local adult learning classes that were taking place in a nearby community centre. We supported the individual to attend an initial meeting with the adult training advisor. We sat down with, with all three and identified a course of action in terms of, of getting to and from training. This was a very difficult change for the individual because they had never been in a classroom setting since they had left school. And it was quite a, a stressful time for them, but we supported them through that process. And thankfully they engaged with the adult numeracy and literacy training advisor. This ultimately led to them getting a job in a nearby sports centre, working in the cafe. As I said before, this was the first time she'd ever worked in her life. She'd left school almost 30 years prior to this and had been living a pretty chaotic lifestyle from that point onwards, ultimately leading them to borrow from an illegal moneylender. But by doing this, she became more financially sustainable, stable, and, and obviously gave her a, a new outlook on life. What this shows that all of our support is done with the individual's needs at the centre. This case shows that, but it also shows the other side of the coin, where some victims don't want to engage, they don't want to access any support. So it's about doing what's best for the individual and not just what's best for us as a team. Thank you to both George and John for providing an overview of the work of the Scottish Illegal Money Lending Unit. If you're in financial difficulties or have borrowed money from a loan shark, don't worry, you're not alone. Contact the team today to find out how they can help or just to talk to somebody in complete confidence. Their free helpline will remain open 24-7 throughout the festive period. Call 0800 074 0878 or visit their website at tscott.co.uk slash illegal dash lending to find details of organisations who can help.